Manimal here. It's Saturday, October 21st, and today on a very special ALCS-driven episode of Texas Rangers with the Boys, I'm flying solo because Kevin's got some family guy stuff to do today, so join me as I give you everything you need to know about ALCS Game 6, and I'm going to talk about that heartbreaking ALCS Game 5. So join me today, Texas Rangers with the Boys. Welcome back to a special playoff edition of Texas Rangers with the boys. If you if you hear this voice and you know who this is, you realize that uh, if I'm starting the show, it's me flying solo. Uh, Kevin couldn't uh, be with me today, um, but I thought that today was important enough to at least give ourselves 24 hours to to uh, digest that loss yesterday in Arlington. Before we talk about it, so uh, but before we get to any of that, uh, you know, I I, I got to tell you that uh, you can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. You can also find us on our website at Texas Rangers with the boys dot com. That's all one word. And uh, if you want to follow Kevin on social media at Twitter and Facebook. Kevin or Twitter and um, Instagram, Kevin Lee Frazier. And if you want to follow me and follow all my journeys of crossing the country last week, uh, follow me on Twitter or X at Manimal Bull, Instagram, Manimal 300, and both Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro. So uh, before we talk about the Rangers, I do want to update that the uh, Diamondbacks are getting closer and closer to paying me off. They uh, evened up the series with the Phillies at 2 uh, yesterday evening after the Rangers game, and uh, that gives the, uh, the the Phillies a much better chance than the last time we talked to you uh, of winning that division series, and I, for one, am here for it. So, um, flying solo today. Kevin, like I said, couldn't be with me. He had some family obligations on a Saturday evening, and that's very understandable, but I... I definitely thought that yesterday was newsworthy and tomorrow's preview is definitely worth jumping on here, um, giving you a quick, quick rundown of that. And, uh, you know, before before I do any of that, I just want to say thank you, everyone who uh, listened through uh, last week with uh, Kevin and I having trouble getting together on our schedules and getting shows out at different times. But we'll try and within the next couple of weeks have a, a schedule for the off season. Um, and we've also got some down on the farm with the boys shows that will be uh, popping up on the uh, Spotify page in the next couple of weeks, also on the website. So um, you'll, you'll see the down on the farm shows starting to pop up as the uh, ALCS and the world series start to ra- ramp down. But uh, as of right now, we're right in the middle of it and uh, as depressing as the last three days have been, the uh, Rangers are still right in the middle of that ALCS and uh, they're sending uh, Nathan Eovaldi to the hill on Sunday night to uh, to try and push that thing out to a game seven and uh, big game Nate 
Uh, he has always been a real force in the playoffs, no matter what team he's pitched for. So I love the Rangers' chances. Uh, Framber Valdez has struggled this year in the postseason, so I would expect him to be right on his game and uh, ready to show that those couple of games in the ALDS and this earlier game in the ALCS was a fluke and that he's the pitcher that he's been pretty much for the last two years for the Houston Astros. But before we get to that, we got to talk about game five. Man, game five, that was a, that was a heartbreaker. It was, uh, there were points of it that were disgusting. There were points of it that were... Uh, some of the happiest moments of my vacation, and that's a, a lot considering all the great things that I did and driving through the top half of Arizona and New Mexico shouldn't have been a highlight of that, but it, it was when when Dolly hit that three-run home run. It was whenever the Rangers were hyped in the middle of that bottom of the eighth inning thing, uh, but before we talk about any of that stuff, we gotta we got to get into this box just a little bit and uh, dig deep into it because uh, um, Montgomery, man, he was good again when he was just, I mean, everything that uh, as advertised and he's been, he's been everything that they've needed so far in the, in this, uh, in this playoff uh, run. And uh, they tried to reward him again. And, and, you know, things just kind of got away from him late in the game and, and, you know, that happens and, you know, nobody nobody likes how the, th the thing finished yesterday if you're a Texas Ranger fan. And, and, and I'm, I'm talking from the eighth inning on, not just the ninth inning and, and, and Altuve's home run that, that uh, was the deciding factor in the game. So, um, but again, Jordan Montgomery, excellent in his uh, five-plus innings that he worked on uh, um, on Friday afternoon and you know and you get to that bullpen and you're thinking oh man here we go here we go but you know you got to believe that the the you know the rangers bullpen they were right there in it they they didn't uh just roll over and give that game up it wasn't like that at all you know i mean it took some some uh outlandish circumstances and some some buffoonery from some certain people in uh in, in both organizations to kind of get it to uh the point that it was at with Leclerc in the ninth. But you know, the the five and a third from Montgomery was really good. Spores came in and and he was excellent for an inning and two thirds. Uh, and, and Chapman, he did give up the double to Tucker, but getting uh um uh Jordan Alvarez to strike out and get him to chase something out of the strike zone and then come back and get, uh, um, I want to say, uh, um, was it Abreu right behind that? Yeah, Abreu right behind that. And then Tucker did get him. Um, I would have been I would have been okay with letting him deal with the Chaz McCormick, but at the same time, I understand what Bochy was looking at. He's going for the matchup. He gets Michael Brantley. Uh, they work into a full count, and he gets the pop up, or Leclerc gets the pop up there in the uh, in the in the bottom half of the or in the top half of the eighth, and then the. Um, you know, the fireworks start to happen in that top, bottom half of the eighth. But before we get there, um, the Rangers, uh, they're scoring basically. Uh, you know, it, it, came from, it came from a little bit of uh, some home run power from Nathaniel Lowe, who had been struggling 
for the thing, and he gets him on the board after Bregman homers in the first inning. It's funny because uh, we were we were struggling to get some service, and we didn't uh, we didn't turn it on a- until right at the moment that Bregman homered. And I'm like, oh, good lord! I turned it off last night, and all they did was ho- or turned it on last night, and all they did was hit home runs. And then tonight, here we go again. And um, maybe it's me. I'm the bad luck. But let's be real honest. I mean, there is no way in in the world that. I, I have any power over these games because if I did, I would be doing more with that power than letting the, the Rangers lose. So anyways, the, the Astros get one back in the six, but a really good job there in the bottom half to make sure that didn't get any more than just the one. And then uh, um, Seager, Carter get on in front of Adalis Garcia, Garcia homers. Um, did, did Garcia pimp that home run? Yeah, Garcia pimped that home run, but it's a home run, a go-ahead home run in the ALCS. I mean, have we not talked about all season, all last five seasons, about letting the kids play? Is it is it only, it's only fun when the kids are playing and they're not hitting home runs off of Hall of Fame pitchers and it's only fun then, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it looked like the Astros were having fun in the top of the ninth when Altuve homered. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think that, uh, you know, baseball's a game that's driven by fun, and, and the kids should should know that you can have fun in baseball, and it doesn't have to be this serious thing all of the time. It can, it can be fun. So, you know, I mean... Uh, did Garcia pimp it? Yeah, of course he did. But he also hit a three-run home run in the you know to put his team ahead in the home in the home game where the, their crowd hadn't had a whole lot to cheer about in the in the what eighteen and eighteen and five is uh, tw- twenty-two innings prior to that they had very little to cheer about. So you know, I mean, I, I get it. I I think it. You know, I I can see. The, the Astros' frustration with Garcia, but at the same time, I mean, I don't think that they would come out in the eighth inning in a game where they had just put uh, Evan Carter on base and hit Adolis Garcia there on, on purpose. I just can't see a, a situation where that's the case, but man, is that coincidental because you got a couple of things that don't make sense on it. The first thing that doesn't make sense is first pitch right after he, he, he pimps a three-run home run. That right there in its own right looks suspicious, shady, whatever the case may be. And like I said, I don't think they did it on purpose. I really don't because it just doesn't make sense to put two runners out there and the Rangers are, are coming, to, coming to the plate with with you know five six seven right there, and I know that five six seven is Tavares and and Young and and Low, but those are the guys that have kind of been hot for the Rangers lately. So you, you don't think they want to do that, uh, but at the same time, man, I mean, Abreu twelve hundred plus fastballs this year he threw he hit one batter, one batter and twelve hundred plus fastballs that he threw. So you know I mean again this is a guy that. You know, he's got some pretty decent control. I mean, you know, I just don't, I I don't, I can see why anybody, I can see why Adolis Garcia was upset. Um, I, I saw a, a, a quote after the game of Martin Maldonado saying that all Garcia did was woke up the Astros. And that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, because if, 
If you're at ALCS game five in the eighth inning and you need a wake-up call, like, get get out of here. That's just that's just silly. That's something that people, that's like something that clowns say at, like, birthday parties. And, and honestly, when you look at Martin Maldonado with his hair, that's kind of where he should be, right? I mean, because he shouldn't be at the plate hitting because he doesn't do that very well at all. But anyways, that's enough about Martin Maldonado. He somehow kills the Rangers. I don't get it. No one gets it. Martin Maldonado doesn't even get it. So, um... You know, it does help on that two-two pitch that was, you know, right there at the with the whole baseball in the middle of the strike zone, and you don't get that call. I mean, I, it's it's easy to get walks there. It's whenever you get extra extra balls that or extra strikes. So, you know, but the you know you get past that eighth inning, the Rangers, you know, Simeon hits a, a rocket up the middle that gets caught by Kessinger, um, ninety-six off the bat. Uh, <laughs> Expected batting average on that ball is 770 or 780, something like that. Uh, you know, just a little bit of bad luck there, and the runners don't move, and then you come into question, should you have bunted right there? But at the same time, I mean, you're not paying Marcus Simeon $170 million over the next six six or over these seven years to, to bunt either. So, you know, I mean, he struggled. I get it. I understand people. That are that are frustrated with him. I mean, I imagine there's nobody more frustrated with Marcus Simeon right now than Marcus Simeon. So, you know, I mean, you gotta put that behind you and let's let's get Marcus Simeon back on track. Corey Seager again, fly ball that you know, a couple of ballparks that leaves the yard. It's a 780 expected batting average there as well, but they just happen to be playing uh, right there in the in the spot where you know they were looking for it, and uh, that happens too. And the Rangers kind of just. Ran into a little bit of bad luck there, and Evan Carter strikes out to end the game. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, that happened in that eighth inning. Uh, Garcia, I mean, I know you're upset. I know that, that that's not how you want things to go when you're at the plate, and I don't think anyone should be throwing at you either. But take your base. Don't get yourself into a position where it's a long delay. And, I mean... He gets thrown out right there. I mean, if Evan Carter does do something right there, or if he and they don't get the, they don't get that run across, and now you've got Travis Jankowski hitting in the four hole for you. I mean, that hurts as well. And uh, you know, just just it wasn't it wasn't a great it just wasn't great uh, for the Rangers there in the eighth and ninth inning, and they they didn't get it done, and and uh, the Astros did, and Altuve got. Uh, Got LeClerc. LeClerc fell behind three batters in a row and ended up being in a position to where he had to throw a strike. And and uh, that strike that he threw, Altuve got. And and that was, you know, that was all they needed. And, and, and Presley closed the door there in the ninth. And the Rangers just, uh, you know, in a heartbreaker. I mean, it was a gut punch. And, I mean, us as Ranger fans, we've been there before. If you're a young fella and you're listening to this show and you don't remember 2011, uh well, I mean, that's that's the way it goes for Rangers baseball sometimes. And, you know, I mean, look, at the end of the day, the the Rangers have put together a really, really nice season, win, lose, or draw, or win, lose these next two games. Uh, we got a lot farther than I think any of us imagined at the beginning of the year. Expectations began to get out of control in July. And I'm not proclaiming this team dead because the Astros haven't won on their home field to prove that the, that I, I should go in worrying about this thing. And, uh, you know, after I, 
after we talk here real quick about Friday, December 1st at Martin House Brewing Company, I'll tell you about game six and why we should be extra confident about what we're doing in these next two games. But we'll get to six today. We'll do seven tomorrow after game six, and we'll go from there. But first of all, the Winter Classic, Friday, December 1st at Martin House Brewing. It's going to be a big time. It's a brand new tag team tournament. This is going to be the first one. We plan on doing it annually as long as Matt War Pro is running wrestling shows. We plan on doing a winter classic, maybe in December, maybe in January. Who knows when the actual date will be, but it's uh, it's definitely a plan to uh, go forward with the winter classic. And it's a, a great idea. You take random wrestlers, you put them in the ring together, and they try and get along well enough to win a tournament. And uh, we'll just see who's going to be in there. Uh, I myself, I'm kind of hoping that I get like paired up with like Brick Savage or somebody that uh, can do all the work and I can take all the glory. But we'll see how that goes. We'll see what happens for the old manimal. Maybe Chris Raven, I think he could probably put me on his back. Or Chris Lyons, he could probably put me on his back and carry me to that championship. Maybe Dante Smiley. We'll see how it ends up going for me. But Friday, December 1st, our good friends at Starry Ice Cream will be out there with all her delicious ice cream. And, uh, uh, you know, Martin House Brewing will be there for sure. And as we get more sponsors involved, we'll talk about them. Or more food trucks, anything like that, we'll talk about them as the date gets closer. But uh, back to the Rangers. Uh, Game 6 is tomorrow night. And uh, it's about 24 hours from when I'm talking about this thing. Um, Do I feel confident in the Rangers? Yeah, I really do. I feel like tomorrow night the Rangers have their their best pitcher on the hill. No disrespect to Jordan Montgomery and what he's done this year. But he's been their best. Nathan Eovaldi has been here all season, and he's been their horse. He worked that first half. He got them into a position in that first half where they were a winning team. He put uh, he put that load on his shoulders for a lot of times going out there on the hill, and he's done that and picked that right back up in the playoffs. And 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 Nathan Eovaldi has been that guy in the playoffs that we knew he was. And one of the big reasons that the Rangers went out and gave this guy some years and, and gave him an opportunity to come here. And I know he was down a lot of the second half with the injury. He didn't. Get get a rehab assignment so he struggled late in the year and you're thinking man this is this is rough or we're going to go into the playoffs with Eovaldi struggling but he was just getting his timing back and I know he got roughed up a couple of those times down the stretch but you could see glimpses of what that guy is and who that guy had been in the past and and uh just for the Rangers in that sense and you know he's going to be facing Framber Valdez and, and Valdez is one of those guys that that you know he he has struggled in this postseason, and the Rangers got him a little bit the other day. And uh, you know, not surprising that that uh, you know he t- he took a short uh, short exit the other day uh, in that game in game two, and uh, because you know it's the playoffs, and you can't just leave him out there. And Heim got him, or. I want to say Heim got him, and that uh, kind of ended his afternoon. And, uh, you know, Framber, he'll probably have a real short leash 
tomorrow night for with Dusty Baker, and uh, you know I can see Ivaldi having having a little bit longer leash just with what he's done and what and the and the kind of guy that he's been through this and this postseason for Bruce Bochy and Bochy knowing that you know the bullpen doesn't have a ton of bullets down there right now, and and he's kind of gotten a little bit more out of them than they expected this postseason, and now we just got to get to a point where you know we put it all together for two games right here in Houston you know we put it together for two games in Tampa Bay we put it together for two games in Baltimore we put it together for two games in Houston earlier now the Rangers they just got to do it one more time and take two more games down there in Houston uh Houston isn't a very good home team uh the the Rangers have uh have played well there this season uh not a not not as well as Houston played at Globe Life Field, but but better than they played at Globe Life Field. So, you know, game six, it's going to be a big one. And uh, um, I don't know what Bobby Abreu's situation, uh, not Bobby, Brian Abreu's situation is going to be tomorrow. I do know that as of right now, he did get a two-game suspension for what the umpires felt was um, – him coming up and up and in on uh Garcia with intent and on purpose and and like like I said again I mean I can't say I can't prove that the 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 Astros didn't have that on I mean I feel in my heart that they that they might have but I can't prove that and I mean the situation says they shouldn't have been but you know, here we are. We're talking. We're talking about game six now, not game five. You got to put game five in the rearview mirror. You got to turn the page, and you got to walk away from that thing and, and realize that that the Rangers are still right in the middle of this thing. They haven't lost on the road this year in the playoffs. And and let's let's say Sunday isn't the best time to start doing it. So let's uh, let's all just get ready for a big game. Um, tomorrow it is. You've got your football out of the way. The Cowboys aren't playing on Sunday this week. They're not playing on Monday either. They got their bye week. Um, you know, you just you got Ranger baseball to look forward to tomorrow. And and there's no doubt that the Rangers can get this thing to a game seven. And anything can happen in a game seven because there's no doubt in my mind that if this thing goes to game seven, Max Scherzer is going to be on the hill. And I do not believe that the Max Scherzer that shows up in game seven will be the same one that came showed up in game three he's going to have that game speed back down some things are going to be tweaked his mechanics there's no doubt him and Evaldi are working on mechanics together that's a that's a that's a good sign that's something that we're looking forward to and the Rangers they're right in the middle of this thing and I know that it's disappointing I know I'm disappointed too just because I you know I'm coming on here giving the the good things that are that are that are bound to happen as this series goes on doesn't mean I I don't know in the back of my mind that those things might not happen and this thing may not go the way that I want it to and there's nothing I can do about it and there's nothing that we as fans can do about it some sport this thing and make uh make uh um, Davis want to spend some more money this offseason and make Chris Young and, and Bruce Bochy and the guys that are here uh, hungrier than they were um, this year. And, and, you know, they saw that it can happen and you go out and you get some bullpen help and you get some more starting pitching and you, you just keep adding to that fuel and that fire and you just uh, keep rolling. But we're not going to get that far. I'm putting the cart way in front of the horse because game six 
Sunday night. It's going to be a big deal, and I want everybody that listens to this show to not just, uh, um, you know, listen and, and support the Rangers, but, you know, I mean, really, really look at this and say, like, hey, I'm a Rangers fan, and just because this year, you know, uh, we we snuck up on some guys, we aren't going to sneak up on anybody next year. Everybody's going to know, so this is the year we got to keep fucking fighting and excuse my language. I'm just excited about, you know, game six. So I'll, I'll wrap this thing up. You guys know about Down on the Farm with the Boys. Kevin always tells you it's our premium site. It's just $1.99. You can listen to what me and Kevin have to say about the Texas Rangers, the all their farm system from the Round Rock Express all the way to the Dominican Summer Team Red. It's the It's the... The low guys on the totem pole and everything in between. We're going to have some new shows coming up just as soon as this season is over. I'm working on the Dominican Summer League and the Arizona Fall League right now. So we're going to have those those ready to do in one big show as soon as as soon as Ranger Baseball kind of concludes here in the playoffs. And you can you can find that on our Spotify page. You can find that on our um, our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com, which is all one word. And it's just $1.99. We give you all the content that uh, we can give you on these minor league teams. And we go as in-depth as we can on some of these young guys, especially the ones that we have kind of seen play. And, uh, you know, all that... $1.99. We thank the people that have subscribed and we plan on, uh, you know, making this a, a, an even bigger deal this off season. That's going to wrap it up for me tonight. Uh, Texas Rangers with the boys. You can find us on the social medias at TX Rangers WTB. You can also catch us on our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com all one word. And, uh, for, well, there's no Kevin tonight, so it's just the 300-pound manimal, and I'm just telling you guys, we're signing off. <laughs>